0: Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders, learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started.
1: Hi everybody, this is Pat Sherlock and welcome to today's podcast. Today's topic is such a critical topic, selling remotely during a pandemic. Certainly it's a timely topic. I am thrilled to have our expert today is Eric DeClerc. Everyone knows Eric. He's a superstar in our industry. He is currently president of Wicker Financial Services. Prior to that, he had a successful career with many different mortgage companies, including Loan Depot and certainly Capital One. Hi, Eric.
0: Hey, Pat. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm really good. This is such a great topic, so I'm so thrilled that you're sharing your thoughts on this because it's obviously timely. But let's, before we kind of hop into the topic, let's talk about how you got into our business. How did you get into mortgage banking and the whole world of managing?
0: Well, I'm sure like everybody else, we all studied mortgage banking and real estate in college. Not. So, you know, I studied the sciences and engineering in college and grad school and started down that path and and got about as far as I could very early on in my career. And, you know, I was doing some moonlighting at night. I ended up taking another assignment uh, with a, kind of an out of the industry opportunity. It went bust. I found myself looking that, you know, I either had to return to my science and engineering background or maybe try to find something different. And uh, the gentleman who had done my home mortgage loan and I became friends when I was young. And uh, he told me he thought I'd be really good at this. Uh, So I uh, went and interviewed and I became a loan officer 34 years ago with Senlar Federal Savings Bank. So that's kind of how I got in. And I never looked back from there, Pat.
1: Well, isn't that funny about Sendler? I definitely remember those folks for sure. So, how did you get into managing? So, you started out as a loan officer. What was the? How did you transition to the managing side?
0: You know, look, it's always been in my DNA. I, I like to to lead. I like to coach. I like to set the pace. And from the very first day I got into the mortgage originations business. I knew I wanted to carve out a career here, and boy, I'll tell you, there's nothing wrong with being a mortgage loan officer for your entire career. This is a wonderful business. Mm -hmm. Um, However, for me, the path of not just being a medal winner, but teaching others and leading companies to win those medals is what really inspired me as my longer term goal. So I worked hard for all of those years, always throwing my hat in the ring uh, to find those opportunities.
1: Well, that's terrific. And actually, that's a wonderful thing about coaching and developing. And I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. So why don't you share with our listeners about your biggest challenges? I mean, the last 2020 and 2021 has certainly been unique.
0: Surreal. You know, here we sat uh, at the beginning of at the end of 19, thinking potentially, you know, uh, as we came up to that, the world was getting to be a better place in our industry. Rates were dropping things were looking good and uh you know we were off to the races in the early 20 and on March 16th when i turned the lights off in my building as the last person out at 3 p.m. boy the sands really shifted so you know the biggest uh challenge was in stabilizing the environment if you recall the chaos we were in for the first 2 months of this pandemic many thought the world was going to come to an end so you know it was a immediately deploying the organization to home. And we did such without skipping a beat. The other larger challenges in in this specific role right now is, you know, was obviously the team building, the recruiting. Uh, Those are the basics when you go to remote, but The two probably biggest things that have kept me concerned on my thought process is one, what's the tech stack need to be? And we've done that. We've we've acquired all of the new digital tech to become digitally relevant. The problem that we've had is, you know, with the huge trout run uh, of mortgage business out there today, the challenge was when do you launch it? So, you know, we have been strategically getting it out a little at a time. And probably the biggest challenge from an executive position is predicting the future. Most of the time you can see, you know, a quarter, two quarters. Last year, you could almost see the end of the year early into the second quarter. This year, it is almost impossible, I find, to predict even what next month will look like based on all of the moving parts, the economy, jobs, the vaccine, herd immunity. You know, what are margins gonna do? There are just so many unknowns that with this external factor called COVID makes it almost impossible to predict.
1: When you're looking back, what was the biggest surprise? Was it the fastness that this all came about or just that it was an unknown?
0: My personal surprises were humbling. We maintained, first of all, the morale, the morale of our team. You know, we worked hard on it leading up to the pandemic. We did not know the pandemic was coming, obviously. Boy, did that pay dividends. The morale of the team, their spirit, the unbelievable commitment and time that they put into making this work. The productivity that we achieved was beyond surprising. I've never seen this type of productivity in my career. And, you know, through all that, maintaining, you know, a 98% customer satisfaction for the entire year of the pandemic, not missing a settlement, were all extremely surprising to me. And most importantly, our team, you know, coined a phrase that they told me, and they just told me simply, Eric, we got this. And that became our tagline. And boy, did they get it and, and, and just excel through this market. And I think a lot of companies experience that, Pat.
1: Eric, I know that you're on top of a lot of the issues that are within mortgage banking. What is it that you do to really stay on the forefront
0: you know pat as i transitioned from you know kind of you know line salesperson to uh, mid-level executive you know running sales districts or regions or divisions or even you know lines of business within a company you know it was still pretty much the standard blocking and tackling of just sales execution but when i moved into this you know a role where really the buck stops uh, at my desk uh, it certainly was a dream of mine to have a position like this however you know, I have to tell you, I was nervous when it came up a point, And it's for exactly the reason you point out. It's no longer the reason to win medals. It's to predict where the race is going to take place. Mm-hmm. And how do you get your team to win that? And so studying things, you know, I had to refocus a lot of time. So I do, obviously, the standard reading, but I'm not a big reader of books. Time, I just don't have the time commitment. So shortly, readings, blogs, uh, web, webcasts like this. I spend a lot of time on social media studying the following industry links, agency links, all of those types of things. I stay abreast of politics. I stay very close to my team of experts. I am absolutely not the person that knows everything. For me, the job is knowing where to go to get the answer. So social media and those types of things. And then I do participate in boards and industry events that have now moved to Zoom. So I spend a considerable amount of time in the field, listening, learning, asking questions. It's not hard what we do, but you have to be careful and particularly in markets like this. And Pat, to be quite frank, just on the personal development side, outside of industry, it's having a good stable of mentors. That you can have had, and that you can also watch.
1: That's really a good point. Well, that's actually a, a great segue into our topic today. This whole issue about selling remotely during a pandemic. I guess my first question, Eric, besides how to do that during the pandemic, but do you see this going forward that selling is itself changing completely?
0: Without a doubt. You know, look when when you use the phrase selling remotely you could extract during a pandemic, right? Selling Mm -hmm. remotely should be and should always have been part of a distributed loan officer's uh, arsenal, period. But because we've just been such a belly-to-belly, face-to-face, guerrilla warfare type industry, you know, rate sheets and donuts, calling on businesses, calling on agents in a face-to-face format, those were really the habits and patterns that, that our industry and all those who participated in engaged in. You know, we saw people on the fringes of social media. We saw people on the fringes of, you know, some video uh, content, but it really wasn't on steroids. Look, our industry has been selling remotely for a long time. Right. Look at Loan Depot, look at Quicken, you know, look at, all of these call Amerisave all of these call center companies they sell remotely now right. their remote sales also though is different their remote sales is dropping quite a bit of your resources into marketing, advertising, and big spends to drive lots of call volume and convert those. But it's still selling remotely. However, when you go to the distributed side of the equation and and look at its history and development, clearly we all had to reinvent ourselves. And some companies had to do it differently than others. If you look at a company like ours, you know, we are an affiliated company. We're Part of a family of eighteen companies that are, you know, focused and based uh, nationally and internationally in home services. For us, when our team went to work every day, they went to a real estate office. Our real estate agents went to a real estate office, and and those things immediately changed. Pat, right uh, on March sixteenth, immediately, all of those businesses were shuttered meaning that you couldn't go into them, you know, trying to establish the rules and regulations in each state that you operate in uh, based on what you can and can't do in person or not really put a lot of challenges on us. Mm -hmm. At the same time, rates plummeted, plummeted. And frequently, as we know in our business, bad news is oftentimes good for our business based on you know the the opportunity for rates to, to to drop and folks to engage in refinance transactions and get the benefit of a shorter term or uh, a lower payment. But the bread of life in our business has always been purchase business. So we saw the consumers go into their shell. We saw the inability to market face to face. And then you know as as oftentimes many have sinned in the past when we get into these trout runs uh, a lot of people got into the habits of just locking themselves in at home and dealing with just the refi opportunities that were at hand. As we all know, that's the kiss of death. If you don't have a well-rounded business plan, what we've, we really have kind of pursued a campaign of back to basics. So in the absence of being able to get belly to belly, we've changed the belly to belly formats and our rec, you know, my recommendations are to just really look at an inventory of the basics that you used to do what were those basics calling on a real estate office going to a sales meeting and giving a presentation on the tuesday going to a board meeting uh you know where uh, there's an event or a cocktail hour a happy hour those types of face-to-face opportunities those are really the you know and then just cold calling out into the field at opportunities that you believe might lead you to where buyers and sellers intersect so so by taking that inventory you can quickly discern what you can and can't do face to face. Certainly on you know selling remotely one thing that everyone did and smartly was they immediately took advantage of lower interest rate opportunities and did the business that could be done telephonically and has always and historically been.
1: Mm-hmm. And that
0: was quickly shift to a Past client database marketing strategy and a dialing for dollars campaign, marketing campaign, mailing campaign, whatever those things that are in your plan are, directly targeting past customers and future customers for the refinances to fill the gap in the short term and give you time to figure out where you need to go in order to hunt this down. Now, this thing's been going on for a year, right? So sure. you know, we all thought, is this going to be a month, two months, four months, six months? It's a year and it's not over yet. And now the rates are creeping up. So that strategy is going to fail at some point to fill the coffer completely so what else do you have to do you've got to try to take these to direct one-on-one opportunities to engage with your existing business partners and trying to mine for future business partners it's a very social business we have dramatically improved our social media game posting customer satisfaction surveys you're seeing that happening a lot more across the industry and soon people will get bored of that but that was one strategy to keep your brand live posting video content short concise snippets to keep your brand and visibility around one of the key things that we engage in is we moved most of our prospecting to zoom type events and that was done a couple of different ways one we would set up prospecting sessions It would be at a certain time on a certain day with just our sales team, as an example. And we get everyone together, try to create some fun, have a kind of a a happy hour event where you're dialing for dollars, talking in the chat, creating a buzz and trying to recreate the bullpen environment um, that, you know, that is so Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in the sales cycle. Secondly, we partnered with our real estate company and we have three to four to five prospecting sessions a week. Some are two hours long. We have hundreds of real estate agents on those calls, hundreds. And we have a hundred mortgage advisors. Our title advisors are on those calls. Sometimes our insurance advisors are on those calls. And we are prospecting together, handing off, feeding on the energy and helping prospect for each other as well. Um, we are, ca- and, and that's an, been an extremely powerful. We did that the day the pandemic broke. We didn't stop at our company and shifted into that type Mm -hmm. of a, a virtual environment. Individual phone calls are critical. You have a core group of an inner sphere. It's critical. We call those core calls, making five to 10 core calls a day. And that's not Hey, Pat, how are you? What do you got cooking? And what do you got for me today? It's Hey, Pat, how are you doing? How's your family? How have you been? I know the listing inventory is tight what can I do to help you? Is there anybody you're working with? What can we do? So it's a much more individualized campaign. We also, with a lot of the technology that we've launched, we've become fluent in that to try to assist our agent partners in navigating that space. We're out looking and trying to help prospect for inventory for our real estate agents, trying to add value during this cycle, because to you know to any salespersons advantage if if there are less people calling and trying to sell your prospects and you stay close to them you have a tremendous opportunity to really increase your goodwill and relationship and so those have been some some very critical components we also created lots of kind of individualized focused contests on a variety of targeted activities if we were trying to stimulate refinances we did that if we were trying to stimulate higher loan balances we did that all of those types of campaigns we identified our prospects our agent partners attorney partners title partners and we began to transition from in-person marketing to zoom marketing and we've been relentless with this it's not for everybody pat it's not for everybody but You know, there's so much opportunity out there today. If you do these things and you you stay engaged, it's been a banner year and it should be again this year.
1: Right. Yeah, well, I think you've really covered a lot of great strategies for sure. The time has flown by. We only have a, a few more minutes. Eric, how would you summarize if you had to give a couple takeaways for our listeners today?
0: Look, Pat, as always, my number one position is remain positive. We are in a terrific industry, and attitude is everything. People will always buy and sell homes, and for those of us that do this, you hear those wins every day. It is, in fact, the American dream. Have a long outlook on your business. Only work on the things you can control. Don't let your mind wander right now to all of the things you can't. Stay busy. Prospect. The industry will change, and my counsel is change with it. It's a great business, and it has legs.
1: Well, Eric, they're great words to end on, for sure. And I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast today. We appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, If you want more tips on managing in between our episodes, certainly follow me on LinkedIn and sign up for the weekly sales blog. Uh, Thanks so much, Eric.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Pat.